I'm Marianne Kolbisak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Jim Jacobson, Chief Product and Solutions Security Officer for medical device maker Siemens Health and Ears. Jim is one of the co chairs of a healthcare and public health sector coordinating council task group that recently produced new guidance related to medical device cybersecurity. So Jim, for starters, the new HSCC model contract language for MedTech cybersecurity guidance provides a template for contract language pertaining to cybersecurity and procurements of medical device products and related services. Why did HSCC decide to create this guidance? There are many healthcare delivery organizations today that require some contracting language or some agreement for cybersecurity before or even after the purchase of the medical device. So what tends to happen as a result is that there is a long negotiation period where the healthcare delivery organization proposes language to the medical device manufacturer or MDM to lay out what their expectations are. And then there's a long negotiation process back and forth and lawyers get involved and it becomes a very lengthy process. What we were trying to do with this model contract language was to jumpstart that process to provide material that can be used out of the box for the beginnings of those negotiations that will still happen anyhow, but to make it easier to do. So Jim, with that said, how do the recommendations in the guidance represent the cyber-related demands that healthcare organizations tend to make in their procurement of medical devices? And how does the guidance represent what the manufacturers are willing to do? It was actually a two-year process that we went through. The There were a group of health organizations that came to the table with their current language that they use in contracting. And the negotiation that went on back and forth between the device manufacturers and the health organizations was something that was not always easy at times, but both sides, so to speak, were equally represented. And we got to a point of compromise, really, on what was realistic to deliver and what was possible to deliver. Any examples of some of the things that were kind of harder to work out that ultimately could improve the cybersecurity of the medical devices that are in use in terms of what to include in a contract? Yes. One of the, a good example would be the expectations in terms of when a patch for a a software vulnerability or security vulnerability is is available and the time frame in which the notification happens from the device manufacturer to the health organization in about a new vulnerability. So the healthcare organizations represented what time frame they thought was critical for them to be able to react and the manufacturers provided information about the steps that they needed to go through in order to first determine the severity of a vulnerability and then to go through the process of testing out new 
software updates to ensure that they didn't affect the safety of patients. That's just an example of, of the kind of thing that took some back and forth that it represents the reality of the world today when it comes to the cybersecurity arena in terms of the ability to respond, the information that a healthcare provider needs in order to protect their infrastructure and the steps that a device manufacturer goes through in order to ensure the safety of the product that's delivered. So Jim, what about a software bill of materials that includes lists of third-party components contained in medical devices? Is that something that the med tech manufacturers are willing to provide? Is that something that's in the template? It is in the template. What we try to do, talking about SBOMs, is to represent the state of, of the industry so that it is an, an obligation to be transparent with our customers to provide that kind of information, but it's not always possible to be fully complete with the information provided just because of we have suppliers ourselves, vendors of software, and we need to make sure that we can deliver on those expectations. But it's definitely something that medtech suppliers have in their sites for delivery to our customer base. So Jim, as a device manufacturer, what are some of the top cybersecurity issues that you're dealing with these days and how are you addressing those issues? Our primary topic is making sure that we can quickly respond to any any vulnerabilities that crop up and that we have a system that provides our development teams with the information quickly, that we have the threat intelligence delivered quickly, and that they can respond quickly to the vulnerabilities and be be able to provide information to our customers on what they can expect from us. So there's transparency that, that we need to focus on. There's a process that we need to have in place as a manufacturer to be able to determine severity, determine safety risk, all of those factors. That's one of the primary topics that we deal with is vulnerability management. We have a strong process already in place, as do many manufacturers, to develop secure products from the start. The missing ingredient in many cases has been the ability to respond to vulnerabilities rapidly and in an automated, coordinated fashion with our customers. So Jim, what else should healthcare sector entities know about the new guidance in terms of how it might help them improve the security of medical devices used in their organizations and then also from the manufacturer's point of view? Well, first of all, it's not a contract. It's a tool to build the contract. It's acceptable language that is has been negotiated over time. So it, it's reasonable language, but it's the start of a process. So it's a tool that can be used to provide the initial discussions between healthcare delivery organizations and medical device manufacturers. It's also a version one. So it's something that 
we will be accepting feedback on the usage for and providing an update to it. We have every intention to come out with a version two and improve this tool that is useful for negotiating contract language, negotiating a security agreement between an HDO and an MDM, even in the case of procurement or in the case of a framing contract that covers all the products. And finally, Jim, are there any other guidance related to cybersecurity and medical devices that the coordinating council is either working on or thinking about working on? Well, a few years ago, the Healthcare Coordinated Council came up with what we call the Joint Security Plan or JSP. And it's advice, it's way of implementing for med tech suppliers to secure process, a secure product so that it covers soup to nuts, what should be done by a device manufacturer, for instance, to provide secure products and to maintain secure products, the level of training that's involved, the level of integration into the manufacturing and development processes. All of those pieces are addressed. Now, it's also a document which has been out for a couple of years now, and it is ready for an update. And that's what the Healthcare Sector Coordinated Council is working on this year is an update to that document. Well, thank you so much, Jim. I've been speaking to Jim Jacobson. I'm Marianne Kolbezak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for joining us.